first game of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a stat that was like the Steelers haven't gone zero and seventeen since like nineteen thirty something against the Cowboys when they lost thirty seven to seven. So it was almost a repeat. Exactly. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, it's football Sunday in America. Dude. It's football season. It's pretty good time to be alive. I'm wearing the NFL shirt if you're watching us on YouTube. And I'm watching, wearing NASA. Because you're a space movie. cadet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but we won't be talking too much NFL today, nope. other than to say that it's freaking awesome yeah. that it's football season. It's the greatest day of my life. <laughs> I know. I watched three games at the same time. <laughs> my girlfriend looked at me. She said, you have ADHD. Yeah, you have problems. Yeah, I know. But it's not a problem when it's football. Yeah, it's never a problem. In the words of Barney Stinson, it's not a problem if you're awesome at it. Oh, Superman should really do something about his flying problem. Yeah, no, it's it's not a problem if you're awesome at exactly. it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're here to talk Gran Turismo based yes. on the incredible true story. Yes. Um, I'd be shocked at what I have to say about it. Okay. Because you were off. With what you were telling me, how you think I will. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess for frame of reference, my prediction was that you would think it's a pretty good film, but not, not a film kind of for you. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, we'll get into that here in a bit. Yeah. But let's talk new music. Dude, let's do it. Because there's a few. There, there was actually a few. I actually listened to like a couple full albums this week, which is not typical unless it's like big name artists. But right. there was a couple that I was interested to hear how they'd sound. So um, I guess I can start with those, yeah. honestly. But uh, the man's Tizo Touchdown uh, from Modern Jam. Uh, he was on Lil Yachty's album earlier this year, as well as uh, Don Tolliver's. But anyways, he dropped... How Do You Sleep at Night, his debut album. Mm. Um, I listened through this one. I don't know if you listened to any of it or any of the, the songs that were on new music. singles. Okay, yeah, yeah. I listened to a couple of his singles as well, but I honestly was pleasantly surprised and pleasant, not pleasantly, but a little disappointed mm. in it, honestly. Um, it, the influences are very standout and clear for me. It's very like... 21 pilots um you can tell the travis scott influences there as well some of the little yachty influence right um even just some like some of the older classic pop punk stuff is is in there as well um there's another big influence that i was like it was so blatant but i am for some reason blanking <laughs> on who i was thinking of um but anyways i got a lot of 21 pilots vibes between the rap and the alternative rock flows and instrumentals yeah. but honestly i was pleasantly surprised by some of it and kept uh, like three or four songs that i enjoyed um i think it's a good step for him like in his solo works yeah. because really up until now only people really know him from his features right which i think he's killed to be honest like i loved him on don Tolliver's album as well as travis scott's uh utopia album Dude, your eyes, eyeballs falling out right now. <laughs> something, something's going down. Um, Jaden's got some eye problems, so we might. Oh, we're just gonna power through. Um, anyways, uh, the songs that I, I enjoyed the most off this project were "Okay," the intro track, mm-hmm. um, "Familiarity," and "Too Easy." I just liked the the differences that he provided. It was kind of like 
not guilty pleasure music, but just I understand why people wouldn't like it, and that's totally fine if it's not your cup of tea. But right. for me, I, I enjoyed that that sound from him a fair amount. So um, the other one that I listened to was James Blake's uh, new project. Again, an artist that I know a lot of people love from his features. Yeah. Um, again, from Travis Scott's last album, or you know, a number of features that he's had in his in the past, as well as a lot of his solo works. Uh, but he dropped his new album, Playing Robots Into Heaven. Um, and an album that I respect a ton, but an album that I think is an album that I would come back to only when I'm like doing homework or something, gotcha. like studying, like, yeah. you know, More something that you want music. on in, in the background that's yeah. not going to distract you, but it's going to kind of like just, I don't know, it's enjoyable, yeah. but not going to be distracting. Right. Um, and that's what I got a lot from it. Very unique soundscapes. A lot of mellow vibes, definitely some unique up-tempo stuff as well. Yeah. Um, a good amount of diversity, but still kind of in that lane of of like, you know, just kind of mellow, enjoyable electronic music. Yeah. So I thought he did it really well. Um, for me, neither of these albums are like best albums of the year or anything, but just albums that I respect and cool and listens. and yeah, yeah, cool listens, especially you know, if you haven't listened to them or like if you're looking for an album to listen to, I think both great albums to give a chance to. Mm. Um, but like albums that I would only come to, back to for specific stuff, right. not like just a playable album all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I heard two singles this last week from both of those albums. I didn't know James Blake dropped yeah. like an album, but mm -hmm. I saw his and it's not even somebody I listened to, but I've heard you talk about him every once in a while. And so I was yeah. like, okay, like I know of him. Mm -hmm. Let me give it a listen. Um, I got a lot of John Bellion vibes off the instrumental. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there, the, there's probably some for sure mutual influence between the both. Of right. Them. Um, so that was cool. Not my cup of tea. Like I, I get what you're saying when you say like background music. Sure. Cause like the vocals to me weren't really there, at least in the song that I'm referring to is tell me, mm. um, to me, the vocals weren't really there. Um, it is a song that I ended up skipping after like maybe sure. a quarter or halfway listening through. Yeah. Um, just not my kind of song. And then the one from uh Tizo Touchdown, I listened to Impossible. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was the uh the most streamed one off the debut. That's crazy because it sucks. Yeah. I didn't love <laughs> Impossible. I I for me I think there's much better songs on the album. Yeah. Um the three that I listed obviously are are three that I think are better. But yeah I think there's a, a large portion of the album that is better yeah i'd have to revisit it like to gauge a better understanding of why Cause, like i feel like i can normally pick out why somebody would be drawn to something but mm -hmm. like i really just don't well i get, like i get part of it it's it's a cool concept it just doesn't sound good to me sure um it's basically kind of just saying nothing's impossible like yeah. or like a what if this happened then you could be this like yeah, basically saying nothing right. is impossible, which is, like I said, it's a cool concept. Just to me, it was not executed very well. Um, it didn't sound like him and the instrumental, like, meshed very well at all. Um, sure. Vocals yeah. seemed a little off. And, like, I, I think he's cool. Um, it's an album I will be listening to because my brother um, told me I should listen to it. This yeah. is not the one who likes Taylor like that. Okay, but, okay. Um, this one's just as delusional. Okay. <laughs> he's he's a huge Jack Harlow fan. And oh, every yeah, yeah. time he mm -hmm. drops, he's like, 
this is the greatest thing. This is this is the move. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm okay. A little hesitant to listen. Sure, but I'll, I'll listen nonetheless. Yeah, but I I'm, wasn't a fan of I'm it. really upset at myself for this brain fart of like who I'm blanking on as the major influence. Oh, a little bit of Black Bear as well. I do see yeah, some yeah, Black yeah. Bear in it. Um, that's still not the main one that I'm thinking of. I it was 21 Pilots, Black Bear, and someone else that I was like getting the main vibes from. I can't like yeah. I, I'm totally blanking on that, and it's frustrating yeah, me. but anyways um i do think there's better songs on there yeah. i know he has more range just from the features i've heard yeah, than what absolutely. he displays on the album yeah. which i'm a little disappointed in like not because i think that makes the album suck i just think it would have been a more engaging listen a little bit better yeah. if there was more variety yeah but you know it's it's cool and i think it's worth at least one listen yeah that's why some. that's why i'm not being as harsh against <laughs> yeah. him because yeah. i do have respect for the guy um, right and I don't have anything against him, and it's not as funny to hate on him as much as others. Yeah, I think that's the internet forgets that like hating on people, even though we don't always like their music, it's just certain people that like yeah their fans take it way too literally yeah. and seriously. Like but, I don't think we ever hate like actually. Yeah, we always like, back it up by saying honestly, respect, but not for us. It's just funnier to come yeah, at them. Yeah, a lot, especially more on aggressive. the social media clips, because yeah, like as much crap as we give Taylor Swift, like. I genuinely like from everything that I've read, mm. I think she seems like a very like nice person. Dude, like, she's a great yeah, human. I've dude. like all of her donations and <laughs> yeah. like everything she does for her yeah. team on tour. Like yeah. with all the horrible things you hear about how certain music artists mm. treat their people. Yeah. Like she's amazing. I think Taylor Swift is like one of the best people. Yeah. Li- like at least from what we know. Like you never know right. somebody really unless you you know them, know them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But as far as like public persona i literally think there's very few people better than her it's just so funny to make fun of her because of how mad people get yeah 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 no she's a she's a phenomenal human being i was i was reading the other day about all of her charity work during the era like how like all the food donations yeah Yeah. huge so super cool that yeah yeah, that's a great thing to do like anyways yeah um speaking of interesting personas in the music industry um Party B and Megan the Stallion dropped bongos. Yes. I um, just listened to this one. I so for me, this just seems like like they did the song that was a big cultural thing because it was so controversial, the WAP song yeah. from 2019, 2020, whenever that came out. Right. Um, and I understand why some people would like it. Like, like again, I it's not for me, right. like, and that's where all I'm really gonna say about it because it's just that like it's just not for me but i if you like it i understand why you might be interested in that um but for me this song is just like a part two like it it, it's it's very similar in terms of like there's kind of the background vocals that drive the instrumental throughout it it's you know kind of bubbly and and has a lot of innuendos and a lot of um like i guess personality in it yeah um but honestly i just felt like and again, WAP's a song that I really don't even like personally and don't think is for me at all, obviously. But like, I think that song had more charisma than this song. Yeah. Like, like had more spunk and personality. And like, I, I at least respect that a lot more about that song, even for like something that I like, again, that isn't for me. But um, the I do think like there's some positives to it. I think the little instrumental switch mm-hmm. during Megan Thee Stallion's verse is pretty cool um kind of with the driving distortion in the background i think megan the stallion has a pretty good flow over her part 
Um, for me, she outshines Cardi B on yeah. this track, which I do think she tends to be a much better rapper than than Cardi in general. But anyways, um, I'll just again say a song that's not for me, um, but I'm sure it's going to make all the TikTok trends yeah. and headlines. I just right. that's just the way the world works. Yeah, I I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Yeah. And. Yeah, that's yeah. I just I didn't really yeah. hate it. Like, you're right. Like Megan, I enjoyed like the flow that she gave. Sure. And I I actually do respect Megan as like a rapper, even if I don't want to enjoy like what she has to say most of the time. Like, right. Right. Whether not... whether or not you agree with her subject matter, I, I, like that's just her talent's undeniable. I, I think right. as far she, as female like, rappers go, even even lyrically, like she's actually pretty solid. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say she's anywhere near Nikki because to me that's that's go the, of the, the standard yeah. rapper or the, the not the standard but the, <laughs> the top tier at right least. yeah that's that's the bar yeah um but she has talent nonetheless yeah and out of a lot of these other female rappers i think she is like above them yeah um i think i think like not to cut you off but yeah. i think as far as like rap voices mm-hmm. in the female industry nikki's got a great one and yeah. is very unique and honestly i think like kind of like we talked about last episode doesn't get the credit she deserves as far as how good she sings right i honestly think i prefer megan the stallion's voice when it comes wow. to rap flows and rap sounds mm. i just think she fits i don't know the style of, right. of her own instrumentals better which is hard for me to say because i think nikki has some of the best female rap moments of yeah. all time like to me, her verse on Kanye's monster from Dark Twisted mm-hmm. Fantasy is just not it's, only one of the best female rap verses ever, just like one of the best rap yeah. verses of the 2010s. No, it was, it's it was legendary. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was super disappointed in Cardi's first verse. Yeah. I think she definitely stepped it up with her second part towards like the end. I think <laughs> it really picked up. Um, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, she rapped in Spanish as well. Like in that last little bit it was only like yeah. a line but sure shows off her talent a little bit which i always like little things like that yeah. um but yeah i definitely i agree like i think megan outshined cardi which i don't think cardi was trying or anything like that like yeah. i think they were just trying to have fun with it yeah i think they're just trying to make but, a tiktok banger yeah really and i mean I if that's like trying to repeat the recipe right. and if they already. if that is the case where that's that's the goal phenomenal job like yeah. a plus you, 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 <laughs> you did mission you, accomplished you it's gonna succeed yeah but yeah um for just music like it was cool yeah i'll give i'll give them that i, sure. I didn't hate it um yeah and respect i i have more respect for megan than i've been giving her so yeah yeah and and like honestly it's just one of the songs for me that i listen to and i'm like I I just ultimately have to say it's just not for me yeah like that's yeah i will not be coming back to this yeah. song yeah <laughs> but but if you I, like I it, cool. Good right. for you. Right. Um, the next song that I have here, um, an artist that I'm just continually let down by, but was not I totally let down by here, uh, was Ian Dior's yep. You Don't Even. Um, like, not a game-changing song, not the best pop song of the year, not the best rap song of the year, not even the best pop rap song of the year by any stretch, but just an enjoyable song. Yeah. I, I feel like, um again i understand that it's not the best by any stretch in any of the you know concepts that you want to throw at it lyrically or vocally or any of that but uh just a song that i think was was enjoyable um talking about 
heartbreak and like just the I don't know I love exploring nuance and subjects that are very heavily covered and I think there's so much like relationship material in songs these days and just overall that people are like you know oh you broke my heart I hate you or like I'm still in love with you or like whatever it is but just I I don't know I thought this was kind of an interesting approach to heartbreak right. like you don't even have a broken heart about that's right. like i'm going through all this and you don't like i don't know i just i yeah. like the nuance of of the concept so right a song that i i probably will come back to a little bit and enjoyed it a yeah bit. i actually so i downloaded that song nice i was i loved it um i probably loved it more than you because that's one probably one of the better singles i've heard of the year mm. um probably not i i don't even know what singles have come out but i guarantee it's not a top 5 sure. like, it might hit lower top 10 for me okay um but yeah i loved cool. i loved how basically everything that you just said like a different perspective of yeah. heartbreak because yeah. it's it's a very vague and like huge subject that everyone at some point i feel like talks about it um and i feel like we just keep getting new perspectives from a lot of different people which is super cool so i i think he did really well with it um i loved the chorus uh the melody was catchy i yeah solid song i liked it a lot yeah cool cool um yeah do you have any that you wanted to jump into before i get into my last new song yeah um so other boys by marshmallow and dove cameron from their hit show maddie and live <laughs> i didn't even know that song existed really no it's good it, like i didn't download or anything okay. but um i don't know it, it was a really cool listening experience um nothing crazy lyrically um it was more so like a mood song like you listen to it in a specific mood mm-hmm. um it was cool marshmallow killed it again yeah um dove cameron doesn't have terrible vocals pretty solid yeah good song cool yeah cool. um yeah i'll i'll jump into my last one here and then you can share any others that you've got for new music yeah. but um joiner lucas is 17 um, I don't know if you saw this one come out or if you listened to it at all. Um, sampling Mac Miller's famous beat from his song, Donald Trump. Mm. Um, I loved the, cause it's not really a remix at all. Like it's, it's just the beat sample, yeah. but I loved the reimagining and re doing of a rap song over this beat. Cause it's very iconic. And um, I think it's one of Mac's best songs cool. um, overall, but I loved hearing joiner do his thing over the beat Mm -hmm. in a way that made it work so well because like there's a lot of iconic beats in hip-hop and a lot of times you'll hear like a freestyle over it or like you know someone will do a little cover on youtube or whatever um and it doesn't really do the beat justice you know what i mean like it's like no they got it right on the original one here but this one to me as far as just rap performances it's very different it's Mm -hmm. a lot less melodic because it's joiner and not mac right but um to hear him like come out and rapid fire spit over so much of this with more energy, not more energy, but like maybe a little more personality than I'm accustomed to Joyner having um, was very cool. Very cool on, on this song. Um, I wouldn't like, 
I know a lot of people's grievance with Joyner is that he's kind of a lyrical rapper that doesn't have the greatest lyrics, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like was also a similar complaint with Corday's last album for some people. Yeah. Um, but, and, and honestly, like I'd have to listen to it a couple more times to like really dive into the lyrics and pick those apart. Yeah. Um, but just a very cool rap performance on it, honestly, yeah. like something I enjoyed. So see, that makes me happy to hear because it one gives me more hope for the album. Right. Um, and this isn't one that I've listened to. Um, I'm kind of done listening to the singles. I'm just waiting for the album to mm-hmm. come out. Um, but that's that's the joiner I got into. Like I remember in high school listening to his remixes of like Gucci Gang and whatever the other one was. Um or his back and forth with, I think it was Tory Lanez. Um, it was like a beef thing, but then they came out and was like, no, nah, it was just for fun, but we yeah. wanted to make it seem like that. Um, and then even in his like early projects where like 508, 507, 2209, that was yeah. one of his earlier albums. Yeah. I don't know if it's his first, but. I think it was his studio, first studio album. Okay. Um, I enjoy a lot of, or not a lot, I won't say that, but a couple of his songs off that, and it's because he spits, like, he's quick with it, it's yeah. his story, he's unique with it, like, that's the joiner I enjoy. And then, so, like, when uh, Evolution came out, and there were a couple songs on ADHD where I was like, what happened? Like, yeah. where did Joiner go? Yeah. Like, so it, it does make me excited yeah. for this album. Because I've heard one of his singles where to me it was like that. I yeah. don't remember which one. I, but. Yeah. And honestly, from the singles, there's a couple that I like. This might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for sure, a song to keep your eyes out for cool. when when the album does drop. Um, the last one I'll give a shout out to um, before I do a quick little roast about some. Okay. <laughs> um, Maynard... I don't know how Vignette to say it. or whatever. Yep. Yeah. That's it. The uh, Killer Mike. Yeah. Killer Mike. Another person. Jid, yeah. TI. Um, the Another person that I only know because you mentioned him. You might have sent me yeah. a song or two from him, but solid song all the way around. Yeah. Um, I listened to the song and this is more of a thing for JID, Jid, whatever you want to call him. Um, he gives me a lot of young Eminem vibes. Like, <laughs> Which, like, not exactly, but I mean, like, wordplay, the way he spits, um, he's very capable, and he does it very easily on switching the flows of how he's saying different things, different lines. Yeah. He could say three lines, one after another, and change each one with a different flow, and it sound incredible. Like, I, more and more that I listen to him, I just have more and more respect for him. Um, so in that realm... That's where I kind of see a comparison between the two. Yeah. Nothing similar other than that, in my opinion. Very, <laughs> very different. Yeah. But yeah, so listening to that song, but solid song all the way around. Yeah. I think it's it's a it was such an interesting collab to see like Killer Mike, um, who's an artist that, you know, I wouldn't well, I would say is past his prime, but mm-hmm. like still puts out the occasional solid verse or whatever. Yeah. Um, like still a very influential artist. Yeah um ti who was like very highly respected and then like has kind of been a lot quieter right lately than he was you know in the early 2010s in his prime or you know even the early 2000s as a whole yeah um and then jid who's been like 
the killer of the lyrical rap game of the last yeah. two years or however Absolutely. long you want to say. Um, but like a very fitting collaboration. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you see a song like the Lil Yachty and was it was J.I.D. last yeah. week, right? That is like, oh, interesting. Yeah. But it works, right? Right. This was a collab that I was like, oh, interesting, but like very fitting. Like, yeah. it seems like all these artists should kill it yeah. together, like even without listening to the song. Right. I do think it was pretty good. Um, when I go through like new music for the week, I kind of narrow it down to like the few that I want to talk about. Yeah. This was the last song that I cut before really? like jumping into it because I was like, it's a good song. Right. I just don't know that I would have a lot to say about it right. other than that. But yeah, a, yeah. a very enjoyable song for yeah. sure. And like it made me want to listen to Killer Mike a little bit more because yeah, don't listen to that album. But yeah, oh, he's okay. got some great stuff. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Michael very much at all. But okay. Yeah, listen, listen to the the other stuff from him from Bet. Run the Jewels and everything else. He's Bet. he's a he's a legend, but yeah, I don't um, like that album. <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. Um so before we move on, unless you have no, yeah, that's all my new music. So, so yeah, you time do. to name some trash. All right. Because that's my thing. Yeah. I feel like I just love to talk trash. You, you gotta do days. it. Um, I'm excited to talk about Olivia Rodrigo because once again, put out some trash. Um I didn't even I, I I've been waiting for like after this episode to start the album so i haven't even listened to it yeah, okay so i just that's another single she put yeah. out um well the whole album well, dropped. I guess, yeah, yeah I guess but that's it was it was the lead album. yeah right so i heard get him back trash <laughs> um makes me really excited for that album now um down like that by bryson tiller dude the paw patrol movie <laughs> is that what it's from? i think so i only saw one bryson tiller song. oh you're right yeah it's, it's the, the paw patrol film yeah it's it's a really bad song um, yeah the vocals think, are trash yeah it's like, not very good no i uh, the only reason i give it a pass is like it's in a kid's movie if you're making it for like a part of the movie fine right you know like again i think he's much better than that yeah it sounds like he phoned it in and like yeah, didn't care literally. which i would understand if he's just doing it for paw patrol right so i guess now seeing the cover <laughs> and all that that makes yeah. a lot more sense so i'll kind of Hold that half, half pass. Yeah, yeah, half pass. It was still a trash. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna stand firm like on that, but like, but I get it. Yeah. I understand that. Why. <laughs> um, there was another one. Um, oh, IDGAF was pretty bad. T Grizzly, the the chorus was cool. Okay, and then wrong one by Glorilla Glossa and a million other female artists absolutely atrocious it was really really bad not good no it was okay it i didn't was, listen like, to that one so. yeah, don't listen to it it was oh and peaches and eggplants by young nutty also atrocious trash anything else you want to say about okay. it those two together equals dumpster fire like that <laughs> yeah all right yeah there you go okay, i've seen i've seen too many people on like interviews on youtube say that the original version of that song is their favorite song right now interesting Which, yeah i to each their own i suppose i don't think i've ever heard the first one i didn't know it, that was a remake. yeah i didn't re listen to the remix because i didn't like the original that much but <laughs> it was garbage um yeah well i think that'll wrap up yeah. new music um what i've been listening to lately Love got a couple it. songs to shout out um a song that i sent you earlier this week yep. i don't know if you listen to this I one i downloaded at all. it really yeah really, really uh aquamarine by danger mouse and black thought featuring michael i don't know how to say his last name featuring michael 
Dude, I'm, before you say this, I'm not gonna lie. Your music taste throws me for a loop every single time. Dude, I, I it's pretty schizophrenic. Yeah, because like, back when, like, when we were on the mission together, like, and you said, "Oh yeah, these are some of the artists I like." Usually, they stick to those. No, you like. It's like that. That's as big <laughs> as your circle gets, and is with the most random people I've yeah. ever heard of in my yeah. life. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Anyways, um, anyways. Yeah, Black Thought and Danger Mouse off of their album from last year, Cheat Codes. Um, a song that I definitely don't think gets the attention it deserves, mm-hmm. even for like an artist that's getting a lot more respect like yeah. Black Thought nowadays. Um, yeah, Aquamarine is, is the name of the song. I don't know if I said that, but it's incredible. Like yeah. the, he is absolutely spitting on it. The chorus is amazing. The beat is just like intoxicating it just draws you it's such a cool song i love that one yeah um for sure people got to check that out again like very schizophrenic music taste here with the next couple that i'm gonna say i believe it lil yachty's solo step and creep boy off of the tesla ep from this year uh i've never heard well i've only sparingly heard this man rap like this like a very cool song i think his flows are cool his voice matches the the beat very well um you know he's kind of just like talking about like his evolution a little bit as a person as an artist like starting off by saying you know i was given millions at 18 i didn't know what to do with it i was going stupid buying a bunch of jewelry and then kind of like talking about like you know his evolution now to being like a very influential person in the Mm -hmm. music sphere like the work he's done with Drake, one of the biggest artists in the world recently. Anyways, uh, a pretty cool song. I love his flows on it. I think, um, I think often he doesn't mesh very well with the beats he chooses uh, flow wise. I think this song, he kills it on that cool. one though. And then again, just to throw you for a loop, uh, Zach Bryan's, I remember everything featuring <laughs> Casey Musgraves off of his newest album. Um, I think it's his best vocal performance on the yeah. album. Uh, again like i talked about it a while ago but i I respect the project a lot i think he's got better work in his catalog than this um but yeah i I love this song a lot i think it's it's heartbreaking i'm sure a lot of it's alluding to like a a divorce he just went through recently um but kind of talking about the heartbreak and like turning to things that aren't like the best like drinking to Mm -hmm. get through that um and then just kind of like reminiscing like saying you know although this sucks like I wish I didn't, but I like remember everything about like our time together. And like, I just, you know, I want to forget all these like, you know, times we had good and bad, but like, I just can't, like, I just remember everything. So a cool heartbreaking song, but I think it's his best vocal performance on the album. So, and Casey Musgraves kills it. Um, So yeah, cool. Those are my three. I like it. Yeah. So with my first one and just to kind of circle back to like what we were first saying, there's so many different ways to talk about heartbreak. It's the yeah. coolest thing. Well, not not in that way, but like it's cool portrayals. Yeah. So you have Ian Dior. You have I'm not going to remember their names, but Zach Bryan. Oh yeah, I should have known that. <laughs> uh, I thought of the other person you said. Oh, Casey Musgraves. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. That's the only one. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and then there's this one. Uh, the song I first will bring up is "I Wish You Cheated" by Alexander Stewart. Yeah. Found it on uh TikTok. Cool. Um basically saying like you had good reasons of leaving like you were honest and i hate that because yeah i can't blame you like that's what, like so i wish you cheated so i had yeah. something to hate you about but you didn't so yeah 
super sad song vocals are incredible cool i love it um that might be a sleeper for a single later on yeah like it's super cool yeah super cool really really cool um second song very different but (laughs) shell shocked from ninja we've been talking about it too much for it to not come (laughs) up at some point dude i forgot how good this song is not because it's good that's my fam i'll hold them down forever <laughs> us against the world we can battle whoever yeah no it's dude, it's that's... not a good song <laughs> but it's a good song yeah like yeah yeah that's it it's it gets me I... hey, if you want man like i'm still gonna listen to it <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's, it's... in my gym playlist. yeah dude it's going on mine right as we speak holy cow dude it's so good yeah um yeah, so I feel like I don't have to really talk about that Shout one. Shout out to much. Kill the Noise. <laughs> but then the uh, the my last song, I swear I have the worst stuttering problem when on the podcast. Um <laughs> the last song I have is PTSD um from G Herbo, but it's Juice World, Lil Uzi. Cool. And I don't know who the last one is. Yeah. I'm but I'm... Oh, uh, Chance is on there, but oh. then whoever's the first verse. I don't even remember that song. That Solid long, song. Yeah. Um, I love the chorus from Juice. Um, For the longest time, I didn't know Lil Uzi was the last verse on that. But sorry, I'm trying to organize oh, yeah. in my yeah, brain. Just ponder. Yeah. Um, Chance probably has the best verse, in my opinion, and I wish he didn't really mumble it. Yeah. I wish it was a little bit clearer so that it would be respected more. Um. I know what he's saying yeah. now just because I've listened to it so much and I've read the lyrics and everything. Yeah. Um, Solid, solid verse. It's just, I mean, cool if you song. couldn't tell by yeah. the title PTSD, it's, yeah. you know, what they've seen that's like traumatizing. Sure. So sure. they all talk about how like they've seen friends die and like how yeah. hard that is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Chance has a line that's like, please don't run up on me, like not even as fans because yeah it's, it's traumatizing it's ptsd right yeah. so super cool song um yeah they all kill it cool so those are my three yeah well uh i mean as always link these down in in our bio wherever you listen to us but yeah um yeah some diverse music this yeah. week i like it i like having you know just it's like a good meal like you know yeah. what i mean like everyone's just like oh yeah you know you just got to get the meat and potatoes but when you got a little bit of like you know the color in there and just it's aesthetic but it's also diverse like i want to have like baked beans with hamburgers and <laughs> applesauce and mountain dew like i just want it to be you know diverse you and all. delicious yeah, yeah absolutely with some oreos on the side <laughs> you have a heart attack yeah yeah oh my gosh anyways yeah um <laughs> To move on, Ahsoka episode four yeah. came out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, just briefly, spoiler free, how'd you feel about it? Was it good? Was it, it bad? It, last week, I was saying how I was a little bit a little worried, nervous. not yeah. too worried, but gone. Yep. It, it went yep. away. 100%. Solid episode. Yeah. Um, Really, really cool ending. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought that episode was a solid point. To, yeah, like yeah. It, it was a great step forward. Um, for me, I usually like to know where I'm at a halfway point. Yeah. And I feel like that was a perfect 
we are exactly. like we are in the middle yep. it's gonna get crazier from here that's yeah. so that's what i'm kind of getting yeah. um yeah that super cool yeah i i think um it for me it was the best episode so yeah, far absolutely. super cool um action sequences were awesome plot line was awesome um character development from everybody from good guys to bad guys to new introductions yeah very very cool um yeah honestly i feel like every complaint that i've had about other episodes didn't come up at all in this one yeah no. so super cool um yeah i mean close your ears if you don't want to hear spoilers <laughs> for, for this but like is ahsoka dead like i don't yeah, understand yeah, what just dead. happened okay yeah she's so she, okay which she sucks <laughs> she's trash got deaded yeah, so she easily. got pushed off a cliff yeah that, that's the only thing that i had i was like bro you're yeah. supposed to be this super cool like jedi like everybody's well she's not a jedi but yeah oh, well, well like, I, I guess well, she is yeah she's not a master right not a jedi. she's a jedi that doesn't follow the she's a rogue she's a rogue yeah. a jedi rogue she's yeah. a vigilante yeah. mm -hmm. um but yeah i didn't like how easily she died yeah it was it threw me for a loop a little bit yeah um I'm curious to see how the rest of it will develop. So I guess to follow that up, because like I know you have been watching with your girlfriend mm -hmm. who you guys like she has a lot more Star Star Wars knowledge on like right. the plot concepts Literally, than I do. Yeah. Um my understanding that I think was that this series was taking place at a different point in the Star Wars universe than it seems like it is. So like, do you know when the events of this show are, are going down? Because oh, like I'm exposing me. myself for how stupid I look, but like in my like in my reading, I had read somewhere that this was like after Rogue One, but before like the end of like the original Star Wars trilogy, right? Because you've got four, five, and six, right. which Darth Vader obviously dies at the end of, right? Yeah. And my understanding that was that Rogue One is in between three and four, but like towards the like right before Episode Four, because there's kind of a long gap in between right. those those two yeah, series i think that i is... thought it was like right after rogue one but then like why is anakin there well because that's her master yeah but that's why is like... he why is he in the afterlife thing if he's darth vader right now i'm gonna have to do some more reading see the reason why in my head it's so tricky because she did tell me i just forgot yeah but the reason it's so tricky is because you have four five and six come out first and then it's one two three but yeah. then you've got like some some like Rogue One solo and yeah, like different like, stuff that kind of happen at different times. Right. So and then you've got like the whole Clone Wars Rebels thing that right. have their own timeline within that Mandalorian, obviously. Yeah. So I want to say it's, it is right after. I just, because I thought it was like, so it's right after the end of like, I feel like just because we saw Anakin, Anakin I feel yeah. like it has to be after. That's six. what I'm understanding now. I'm going to have to do some research and like figure it out right. better. I think the point of all of this happening is just to say like, if you're confused about like the timing of these things, which I am because like I thought one thing and I yeah. could have just like had a bad source on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's just helpful to kind of get the the plot timing correct. Right. Um, but like in spite of that, again, like it's still a very good TV episode yeah. and, and it's developing into a very good show I, so. what's the other, i always forget her name what's sabine yeah yeah i i knew she wasn't going to blow it up but i i really wanted her to to like prove me wrong because mm -hmm. that would have that would have thrown me for a loop especially because mm -hmm. um you could already tell that she didn't want to like right. if it came to that right. she didn't want to right. so i feel like it would have 
really shown like maturity from her. And, right. Like, so I was hoping that that would happen. And it's like, yeah. oh, like look at you go go you. You did it. Yeah. yeah. But she didn't. <laughs> no, and then now no. she's she's held captive. Yeah. Um, you got problems. Yeah. The the map's destroyed now, yeah. and they're on their way. Yeah. So so. We're going to see what's going to amount in the second yeah. half of this series. But, I am excited, though. That yeah, one got I'm, me excited. I'm really glad with how this, yeah. this has developed so far. Right. So, Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, A plus. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. Very good episode. Anakin, his CGI is trash. To make him look a little younger? Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah. 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 That was it. I, I think it's probably just due to TV budget because – Right. Well, and plus de aging just always has like its and, yeah, yeah. But... Or like when they had to CGI uh Superman's mustache off that one time. Oh, yeah. Don't it was like that. Don't know about that. <laughs> that hurt my soul. I was looking forward to that movie for like my entire life. <laughs> just waiting for like a high budget live action justice. And I walk in the first ten seconds, that's what I see, and I was like, Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Why is everything chrome? <laughs> um anyways, tune into Ahsoka. It's a good show if you haven't started watching it yet. If you like Star Wars. Honestly, like some of the coolest action sequences of the of the series so yeah. far were in this episode. So yeah. Super stoked about all that. Um yeah. Are you you ready for this movie talk? Dude, I'm so ready. All right. Why are you so sweaty, <laughs> dude? It's freaking hot in here, man. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, I'm sweating bullets out here. No, it's just I feel a lot of pressure. I feel like you're feel like you're pressuring me. That's what it is. Oh, I can't even speak. We're all sweaty. It's kind of hot in here. I'm gonna turn on the air conditioning after this episode's <laughs> over. Anyways, Gran Turismo. Let's get into it about. The Nissan Racer, Jan Martinborough? Nissan. Nissan. Yeah, they say it a bunch of different ways in the movie. Yeah. Which I think is kind of funny. But yeah. um, anyways, uh, spoiler-free talk uh, just for a second here. How are you feeling about the movie, and what would you give it out of 10? So I thoroughly enjoyed it a lot. I'd probably give it anywhere between an 8 to an 8.5. Cool. Um, for reference... I had for top five movies. If you hadn't, if you didn't see that episode, yeah. Um, I had Across the Spider Verse, Oppenheimer, Creed Three, Air, and Guardians of the Galaxy Five. Yeah. If I'm talking cinema, yeah. not too much enjoyment. Grand Turismo's three. If I'm talking okay. enjoyment, yeah. it's two. Wow. Yeah like very cool yeah very cool this movie and you'll know exactly what i'm talking talking about gave me the same feeling after watching creed for the first time oh that's wow. the feeling yeah. i got yeah because, i see that i see yeah. that yeah because so like with creed obviously like i'm gonna keep trying like i gotta push myself to like prove to myself i can do it yeah kind of same feeling or like goal for yeah this movie, except it happened yeah and so like, like a true story yeah, yeah. and so like that was proof to me dreams really do come true. Yeah. Like, and if you get your chance, like, yeah. why couldn't it be you? So just all of that, I was just yeah. like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. so yeah, it's two, depending on what kind of a list we're talking about, two and three. Wow. So yeah. it's right up there with your, your, yeah. your bests of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would 
agree generally. I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as you. Yeah. For sure, it cracks my top five. Um, my big problem with my top five was not knowing whether I valued plot or mm-hmm. overall movie like quality mm-hmm. when it came to Guardians of the Galaxy or The Flash, because right. I enjoyed the Flash plot a lot more. Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought was a much better overall the quality of the film was better um this movie just made that debate not have to exist in my head anymore like it's it's right up there (laughs) yeah i think it's i do agree i think it's a little bit better than the most recent creed movie Mm -hmm. um i still think my top three is is what it is as of right now obviously that may change with mission impossible oh that's um spider verse and air uh have been my my top three so far this year which mm. you know is all subject to change because it's right. september but um yeah a, a film i enjoyed a lot yeah. um i think it's a great watch like yeah. i think you know there's certain movies that just aren't for everybody mm-hmm. um i think this is a movie that a lot of people would like yeah um and would get some enjoyment out of if they gave it a chance and just based on box office numbers i don't think it's quite getting that level of respect yeah um Anyways, um, I my rankings would be probably pretty close. I'd say about an eight mm. um, is is where I would put it. Um, yeah, I loved the the cinematography of it. Like, yeah. I loved how they used certain aspects of like video game style footage, mm-hmm. we might say, but also like some very original racing cinematography from yeah. like the low track views and like you know the cockpit views of the of the cars and all yeah. of these kinds of things um i yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of like non-spoiler things that i have to say um but yeah I, I i think to me the cinematography was my favorite part of it for me um it reminded me a lot of the most recent top gun film mm. um because of the very original ways of shooting something like yeah. that. Obviously, I think Top Gun Maverick is a much more impressive film shot. Like yeah. filming race cars and filming F-18s yes, yeah. is, is a little bit, you know, different challenges. Yeah. But still, I think there's a lot of innovation in the cinematography as far as racing films go, yeah. which I'm really excited for because I think too much um, in the racing world is very like, I don't know, very generic shots. Right. Um, they either kind of just give you TV cam view mm-hmm. of like what you'd be watching if you watched a race live. Right. Or it's pretty much CGI or it's just a cockpit view and you don't see the racetrack at right. all. Um, and I think this film just like did it completely new, different. Like, no, we're going to be going 200 miles an hour and you're right. going to see the cars turning. You're going to see like all these kinds of aspects of yeah. it. Obviously, there's some CGI, like you're not going to yeah. put you know car crashes of that you know magnitude right. in real life but um yeah some some very cool cinematography uh the like there's not many films that i'm like you gotta see this in theaters mm-hmm. um there's a few that yeah. i think are you know and i do think generally there's films that are better seen in theaters you know top gun maverick is one of those mm-hmm. that i think seeing that in a theater is is very cool um, a lot of Nolan's works are great in yeah. movie theaters. Avatars are great in theaters. This is one of the few that I'm like, if you can see this in the theaters, it's worth it. Yeah. Because I think just between the the surround sound that you get with all these like car engines yeah. and everything, uh, the big screen feel of of like the cinematography is very cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
that's kind of the spoiler free stuff that I have to say about it. I think it's a really yeah. good film. I think a very big highlight and high for the movie would be the acting. I think the acting was yeah, amazing all the way around. Um, like I said before, I love seeing new actors come in mm-hmm. and play. So um the kid yeah. who I don't I don't know the actual name. The but... actor or the the driver. Well, I guess both. Yeah, Yan, yeah, Jan Martin, bro. Yeah, I, I it's, it's Jan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I still think it's crazy that this is a true story, right? Um, but yeah, the acting was great. You had two um bigger names. I uh, don't know the names, but <laughs> Orlando Bloom and uh David Harbaugh. Yeah, no, wait, not Harbaugh. What's the cop name? from Stranger, yeah, Things Stranger Things and Link from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I'm blanking on what his name is. Yeah, you just let me call him Link. Um, <laughs> um, I think yeah, I think the acting was amazing. Um, I do. David I, Harbor, not Harbaugh. Harbor. Those are two actors that I've come to love. Um, I think his, once again, still don't remember his name, and he just told me, <laughs> but he did great in Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, he's one of my favorite characters, and then Orlando Bloom. Um, like I just saw. All the Lord of the Rings yeah. very recently. Will Amazing. Turner, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. So I've seen a lot of his like movies yeah. that he's been a part mm-hmm. of. And uh, yeah, I'm just loving him more and more. Um, so the acting was amazing. Uh, I love that Jan, is that what we said mm-hmm. his name was? Um, was the stunt driver. Yeah, for his own film. Yeah. Super, super, cool. super, super cool. Super, super cool. Um, I love things like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, as far as spoilers go, like, like we said, based on a true story. So like, it's kind of hard to, yeah, there's not really like spoiler spoilers, you know? Um, but if you're like worried about that or whatever, you can go ahead and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, tune out this next bit. But, um, I, I will agree with the, the acting. I think what I have seen lately, um, and I don't know if I'm just noticing it more, but I don't think I am. Cause like I've gone back and watched some other movies. And I think like, at least between the last two movies we, we've reviewed being blue beetle and this yeah. one, very passionate acting very. performances, yeah. like more so than I'm accustomed to, uh, you know, from what we'd consider maybe mainstream films. And that's yeah. not to say there hasn't been that before, like that there hasn't been more passionate acting performances, but just, you know, not the norm to yeah. get acting performances of this level of like right. passion. I think it was very cool. It made the realness of the true story feel very realistic, right. which I think you have to have. Um, I will say, I think when you have a cast like this, that's a lot of newer, you know, newcomers to big budget films, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be some learning curve for them. I do think the acting skill could have been refined a little bit right. more at times. Um, it does feel at a couple moments like they're playing a character mm-hmm. instead of like that. You're just seeing the character. Um, but yeah, I think in general, the acting was, was pretty good. Um, kind of, you know, piggybacking off of the acting that we've just been talking about. I loved the character development. I thought there was great heroes in the film and great villains of the film. And I loved how some of those contentious, you know, villain, maybe level roles, antagonists become allies later in the film with the other Mm -hmm. sim racers, you know, 
a big part of the first act is him, you know, competing against these right. other sim drivers to become, you know, to win the competition, right. to be the, you know, the guy or whatever. Right. And even like being that competitive with, um, I think his name was Maddie, Maddie something. Yeah. Maddie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, and yeah. then, and then later on, they're like becoming teammates, right? Hey, like, I'm glad that like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm happy with yeah. where we're at right now. And, and then like that. Right. And, right. Cool. And I think that's a cool storyline, a cool plot line that, um, it gets explored for sure, but I don't right. think it gets, um, explored as much, or at least in this much clarity all the time in a right. lot of, uh, mainstream films and stuff. But I do think it's like, it's kind of how life works. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whether you're at work competing for a promotion or like on a sports team and like competing in practice against right. other guys, like eventually at some point, the people that are your competition are kind of your peers on some level generally right and then there's kind of a bigger picture that you're really thinking about and worrying about yeah and i think that's it's kind of a cool storyline so i really liked how the characters developed and and kind of how they were all portrayed like even david harbour's character of the <clears throat> like uh i can't remember what his like the you know basically the the trainer for yeah. them um, I can't remember exactly Basically, what his like title the, was, but not the director. Yeah, but he was he was responsible for like making sure they get up to this good, like yeah. coaching them and then like seeing who was gonna Basically be the best like designing a manager. The, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I loved how even he like kind of starts off as this guy that's like, I want to prove that you can't do this. Like yeah. I want to prove that this can't be done to make it as hard as possible and say, like, really show you what you need to do if you're gonna ever be able to do this. Right. To getting to a point where he's in his corner and like saying, you know, we have to stand up for ourselves and, and make this, right. you know, it went from, I, I want to prove that you can't do it to like, no, let me, you can do Yeah. This. Let like, me, let me help you yeah, show yeah. what you can do. Right. Yeah. Um, to piggyback basically on like the passion aspect, like mm-hmm. there was, um, the scene where it had been right after the huge crash and, um, Jan is on the couch, like, uh, david's character is like in a bar or something like that and then yeah. um orlando bloom's character is so uh, like doing press or something like yeah. that. yeah and you could see like how distraught they are like yeah really going through it mentally and i mean it, i mean it happened so you could just kind of feel for yeah them. feel the weight yeah because yeah. It, yeah it that was that was crazy that yeah. whole part i do think i like and going into this film, not knowing every detail mm-hmm. of the true story and then it getting to that point where it's like he gets in this massive crash and it's like, right. OK, like I know he's I know he made it through this because right. he stunt drove for his own film. Right. right. So I, I know, you know, this, you know, he's going to be OK. But then like he's like, was everyone OK? And they're well, like, someone died. Yeah. Someone died like a, a like a viewer. Right. Like a spectator died like was crazy yeah. like a crazy bombshell i felt like and then obviously like the fact that it's real is like it's heartbreaking to watch that yeah. and like it was such a um honestly like i don't i don't want to say confusing but it was such a like holy crap yeah. moment in the film like wow that's like anyway it just added to the realness of it like yeah. how you know difficult and real and scary right. this path has been at times right. for, for the characters so yeah um and then another huge aspect that i like i liked was the actual racing um like at the end it was 
this uh 24-hour race which yeah. i didn't know that dude i'm not gonna lie the only racing i know of is nascar so i was <laughs> expecting some kind of nascar thing and it's these the like daytona 500 <laughs> dude it's the craziest tracks and like yeah the, like the way they built the tracks to well actually did it, are these like the real tracks mm-hmm. like yeah they filmed them on the real track that's so cool yeah um so seeing like the actual tracks super pretty like i loved that kind of an environment um, it was cool to actually see that, but that 24 hour race. Yeah. Le Mans. That was probably, I mean, I feel like it has to not, doesn't have to be, but it's probably a lot of people's favorite part of the movie because it's like this, this is it. It's like the third act, the final. To, yeah. Yeah. Like you have to um, place in order for like people to be like, okay, he's legit. Yeah. Because of the whole crash thing brought everybody like a worry and everything. Yeah. But so, um, when they screwed up on changing tires and filling up and like changing yeah. um Jan back in dropping from fourth to ninth and him coming back to place third. Yeah. It it was yeah, my my bro, my heart was pumping. <laughs> I was crazy. getting anxiety. I was like, dude, is he gonna yeah. do it? Because I don't I didn't know any of the like actual story. Yeah. So I don't know. Because if you look at, at like Creed, he lost. Like yeah. So you know, it still would have been a great story if he didn't place, but it made it that much better that he did. Yeah. And I didn't know. So, yeah, it, my adrenaline was going. I, I got super hyped. And then somebody clapped in the theater and I wanted to. <laughs> I was not happy. <laughs> um, yeah. Because that's stupid. Don't clap in a movie theater. I don't care. Anyways. Yeah. yeah it, that whole scene got me super excited. Super cool scene. Yeah. Super cool scene for sure. Um, Kind of. uh you know, talking about what you brought up, I do think there's um, like, I've been reading a lot about the story and a lot about the film. And one of the big criticisms of it was that they took a lot of artistic liberties uh, with like the whole based on a true story thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them being like David Harbour and Orlando's blooms characters aren't real people, Mm. but they're kind of loosely based on one or two or three or like, you know, some people that that were there in his in his uh, journey. Um, But like they, they, you know, the names of the characters, like if you looked them up, they wouldn't be a real person Mm. Um, like things like that. Or a big one that I've been reading about was the whole crash that happened is is a real car crash and, and obviously a real spectator passed away from it. But the fact that that happened after the 24 hour Le Mans race, like it happened in a race that was some months or, or Mm -hmm. a while after that happened. And so a lot of people have been upset or or criticizing the fact that they use that in the movie to maybe make it more of an emotional moment. Um, and I understand that, um, to, to a degree, but I, I think that, with how big of a moment that is in his career, yeah, it's. I think it's it's obviously out of the question to leave it out of the movie. You can't leave something that big and that important to someone's story out of a biopic about them, right? But I also think putting it after the end of, like, what the end goal of the movie was going to be with the place. twenty-four out of twenty-four hour race. I do think it's a little out of place, and I also think it doesn't reflect kind of. I don't know the the emotional stakes of the journey. And I get that's what people are kind of saying, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that just to raise the emotional stakes of the movie. But I, I think it's more for me, like I 
respect it being in the place that it is because of how much of an emotional journey going through that was for him. I don't think the fact that, you know, the big race was after that changes the fact of how big of an emotional obstacle that is for the driver and to overcome that and to get back to a place of like competing and wanting to win and like putting yourself in dangerous situations and all those kinds of things. And so I, I understand the criticism. Um, I hear where people are coming from with that. Um, every film that's based on a true story tends to take artistic liberties. Right. I was um, just about to say that, like, yeah, what true story is exactly the way that it's yeah, set very, up in a movie? Very few, right? Like, I would think because I guarantee you, if I, yeah. if that did happen, where we watched the the big race and then that happened, like, yeah, I guarantee you, people would dislike the movie more than yeah. what it is now yeah because it, it i don't know with the movie that is a very fitting place to put that event and you're right it is such a big moment why would you leave that out yeah so you, you can't leave that out and you can't put it at the end yeah no just with how the layout of the film had to be yeah. in order to incorporate the biggest moments of his career right. so far i i think it has to be where it is yeah um and and like like we've talked about i think biopics take huge artistic liberties as they often have to, you know, events are going to be more dramatic than they maybe were in real life. Um, Honestly, I think a more uh, disingenuous, disingenuine, disingenuous moment in a biopic is in the recent Elvis film. Did you ever see Elvis? It was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. A very good film, very deserving of the Oscar nominations and, and the praise that it got. But like his whole thing at the end of the film, like his big speech where he's shouting at his manager on stage and like calling him out never even happened. Yeah. Like that never happened in Elvis's career. Mm -hmm. And people close to him were saying like he would have never done that. Like he wasn't that type of person. Yeah. Like I think that's more disingenuous to the character and to the person than like something is emotionally invested or is emotionally taxing in their life, Mm -hmm. just being placed at a different timeline, if that makes sense. Anyways, um, that was just my thoughts on that. I do think with all of that being said and and defending that moment in the film, I think there is a little bit of like a recipe feel to the storyline. Like he's got a bad relationship with his parents. They don't really agree with everything that he's doing. Yeah. He's going to, you know, go from this complete underdog story and he's, you know, not really ready for it. Oh, he's like, you know, worked his way up and has this kind of moral small victory. And then it's like, oh, you meet the climax of the film and he fails right. like in the climax. If, if that's what we're talking about is that big race where he gets in his crash, he kind of fails. And it's like, oh, what do you do now, protagonist? Like, are you going to give up? no right. obviously not like you know anyways and then he you know he's a successful triumph at the end of the film um which is relative right like he doesn't win but he he accomplishes what he needs to um i do think it's a little bit of a recipe feel i don't think it's so obvious or so direct or so derivative that it like ruins it or anything like that okay. it's just something that i know like it's a little bit of a recipe feel and i do think when you're taking pieces of someone's story in their life and trying to arrange it to make a good film. Right. It's just natural that that's going to happen. But. Yeah. And it, I, I enjoyed um, his relationship with the parents. Um, Cause his mom was always supportive. Like sure. always like, Hey, like I'm proud of you. Like, yeah, that's what you like. Cool. Like yeah. I'm supporting you. Um, And then I don't, 
it, I feel like it's not even that the dad didn't support him because if I feel like if that was the case, he could have been like, um, no, give me your game. Like yeah. things like that. Like stop being stupid. You're yeah. working here or like start playing football yeah. like your brother. But no, he was like, he said it um, later on. Like I didn't support you correctly Yeah, because it's a long shot. Who in their right mind oh, would have yeah. ever thought, no. oh, this video game. And yeah. to like, think about this. This is the only sport where that could even be an idea. You're not going to play 2K and you're going to be the best <laughs> 2K player. Yeah. So like yeah. racing makes sense because sure. these tracks are legit. Like it's based off of those tracks. Like, yeah. So and even even a sport like racing where it's like this is the only way it could happen. Still insanely far fetched. Yeah, literally. And so like the dad was in the right like no you're not going to be yeah. a professional racer because you're playing this game like like i agree with the dad yeah but then you know i'm i'm have mm, i feel like i've been in the same boat as yeah. um the main character and like so i get that but it was i feel like it was a very cool way in a very toned down way of what we usually get as in like, no, you're not going to follow this because it's stupid. Or yeah. I secretly have done this before, like enlightening McQueen. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Like it was just very casual. Like, sure. You should be doing this. Like, this is what we are into. This is what we have yeah. done. Your dreams have to be more realistic right. kind of thing. It yeah. makes sense. And so mm -hmm. I liked, and then you get to the end and his dad, get super emotional feeling super bad like i didn't support you the yeah. right way and then his son being like no like dude i'm proud of you that bro i almost started bawling my eyes out that, that <laughs> hit me hard like i'm proud of you and i've been doing this for you yeah that hit me really yeah. hard i almost started crying but yeah i, I love i love the um i do think it made for yeah i do think it made for a very good story that was one of the artistic liberties that i felt like maybe went a little too far and mm. i could be wrong but like they made it seem like, you know, his parents weren't really happy and more so, I guess, not that his parents weren't happy or proud of him. Cause like you said, the mom's proud of him. The dad tries to talk to him at a couple points throughout right. it, but it's more so that he's upset at them and doesn't want to talk to them, which maybe, which may have been a real, you know, sentiment and feeling for him for right. a portion of his career. But like at the end, they're showing the photos of the real people. And I don't know if you picked this up, but like, one of the photos is him after he won the sim competition and his parents are there. Oh, cool. So like, anyway, just the point of that made me like question, was that rift between him and his parents really as big as it seemed? Mm -hmm. Or was that just kind of blown up for making the movie more mm -hmm. interesting? I feel, I feel like it, it probably was. I feel like it has to be blown up like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was probably a little more dramatic than it really right. was. Cause I could imagine the real event being like, like the beginning of the movie yeah. where I feel like that's a very legitimate thing and kind of hard to like fake because it, it just, that does yeah. seem so real, like the whole situation. Um, right. But then being in this tournament, like it does make more sense that his parents were supportive. Would like, be there. It's, yeah. like, it's a big tournament. Like even yeah. like, even if you don't think, okay, it's probably not real. Like you're not going to actually race this, but like, it's yeah. cool. like, this is something hey, congrats, you, really, you did it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. this is what you like to do. Like, yeah, we'll be there to support you. So kind For of sure. like that kind of feel, but yeah, yeah, definitely blown up. Yeah, I guess like kind of tying all that together. I do feel like they took a lot of those artistic liberties, um, but I feel like they paid off. Like, I feel like it developed the story yeah. pretty well. 
I feel like it made sense the liberties that they took, whether that's making the relationship a little more dramatic, yeah. the timeline of events being, you know, altered just a little bit to fit movie format right. and timing. Um, even the fact that like he wasn't the first sim comp winner. Like he wasn't the first one to did. I think he was like the third or fourth winner of that competition oh, of, that okay, they did. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I like for the setting up of the film, I think it does it like it makes sense mm-hmm. you know i think those artistic liberties pay off from a film standpoint right. um the last thing i i wanted to talk about was i think the cgi of the film was pretty cool whether yeah. that was car crashes or you know uh various shots that they had to do one of them that like i think was a cool concept but i think i don't i, I don't know i just i didn't really like it was the whole when he was racing and the car like yeah, all I knew, yeah. the car all like came apart and like showed him as like in the room, in the, in the room, like racing just on the sim console. Yeah. Um, I understand why it was there. And I think it was a really cool concept to do. For some reason, I just felt like the way it happened was a bit much or mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it just could have been done a little more sleek and more efficient. But it also was kind of cool to like see all of the like, you know, all the holy crap, how much goes into this. Right. And yet like at the heart of it is like him and his mind, like, just the laser focus of like, yeah. you know, I've raced this track a thousand times kind yeah. of thing. So I think it was a really cool concept, but just for me, kind of like something that I was like, oh, I wish they yeah. would have done that a little differently yeah. personally. That was probably one of my favorite shots because like it does bring him back into his room. And yeah. um, like, I don't know if you noticed or anything, but they had that conversation like in real time, like yeah. said the exact same thing. So like to kind of like bring it back to that moment, like in his right. mind, like right. you're saying, yeah. And when it first started happening, I was like, "What is happening?" Like, I was like, "He's gonna lose. It's over. Then, it's falling apart." Oh no! There uh, go the guys. He's gone. He's goner. Oh, it would have been even planned. funnier if it was like a dream. He was never. Yeah. He never won. He has like he has Dude, dementia. I hate those kinds of plot twists at the end of stuff. Never happened. Just wake up. Never happened. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like a uh, Shutter Island. That's not, not the not same, the same but, but yeah, that but level that, of yeah, a plot yeah, twist where it's yeah. like, oh, right. was I just watching what I think I was watching <laughs> for the past two hours? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, I think that was one of the cooler shots. I, well, if you didn't know it was CGI, I feel like I have to call you out. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> but like, obviously CGI and yeah, I don't know. I think it was well done. Like I didn't. Yeah. Think yeah. I, like I said, I love the idea right. behind yeah. it. I just, for me, I don't know why. It exactly. just wasn't I just, for you. Yeah. I think right. I just think I, if I were to make that shot, I think I would have done it a little differently. That's right. really what yeah. I'm saying. So yeah. I, and honestly, I think that kind of wraps up everything that I have to say about the film. I thought I it said was a lot more than I thought I was going to, honestly, because <laughs> it's just, it's really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. The I big thought thing it, for me was the cinematography. I loved it. Yeah. I think it was super cool to see how quick his reflexes had to be like with the buttons and like, yeah. Uh yeah. All of that, like seeing the gears, like you're in fifth gear, like all those kinds of things, super, super cool. I think it added um to the effect and like that kind of detail I appreciated and noticed. Yeah. Um super, super cool. I and like you were saying a lot earlier, um, how they still brought like a video game aspect into real life racing. Yeah. Like I like thought the, it was... the the behind shot when he's racing and like they yeah. put like the meters up a couple times or like yeah. the you know um, the escaped like mission accomplished like yeah, yeah just like little things yeah, like that but like cool. yeah. like what place he was in like yeah. honestly that helped me i was like what place <laughs> is it? oh okay so yeah. he's a, he's in fifth right now right um one of my favorite parts 
um, with detail was it, earlier in the film, he was saying sometimes like, I don't follow the line. Like yeah. I gotta take a risk. And then it shows like where the normal line is for racing, right. but like this is His kind of risky. Yeah. yeah. I thought the whole stay on your line, like do your thing. Yeah. Super cool. Idea. Super cool. Uh, and then um his name's David, right? The actor. Yeah. Yeah. David so Har- David's Harbor. Yeah. yeah so I David's character. Because it's football season. <laughs> football season. <laughs> no, David Harbor. Yeah. Um, David's character was like finally gave him the full belief. Like, yeah. Screw it. Yeah. Follow let's do line. it. Let's yeah. try it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. All of that was super cool. Yeah. And that's probably all I have to say as well. Yeah. Um, I love that film. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, again, I don't think it's getting the respect it deserves, yeah, like in some of the best movies of the year yeah. conversation. Dude, when I, when I was getting tickets, it was me and my girlfriend and then a small row of people at the very front. Yeah. So I got tickets easily. Like I was like, yeah. Oh wow. Like, nobody was, nobody was there to yeah, check it out. And I don't, I never base a movie off of seating, who's there. Yeah. Like, because sure. we're in a small town. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't even expect most people to show up to any movie. Yeah. Um, but like we saw TMNT and it was packed. Yeah. We saw Barbie we saw and, it Black packed. Adam and it was packed. We saw Black Adam yeah. and it was packed. When yeah. me and my wife saw Insidious 3, mm-hmm. it was packed. Wow. That's or crazy. Insidious 5. I keep well, saying yeah, it's 3 because it's, it's the third it's part. Third, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, like yeah. It, I got to the theater, everywhere was packed. Like it filled up. And I had ordered the tickets that day. Wow. Yeah. Like I bought them like in the afternoon. Yeah. Nobody was there. Get to the theater, full. Everyone's in there. Everyone Super was cool. there. Super yeah. Cool. So, hopefully, it gets. Yeah, I hope upgrades, it. I but... hope it does a lot better. Than yeah, it kind of just started out to be, but yeah, super it's, good. It's film. a it's an emotional roller coaster, uh, more so than I think a lot of films are these days. Right. Um. Yeah, worth the watch for sure. Absolutely. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I think that that's everything I got to say. Yeah. All right. You know what I have to say to that? It's Sunday night football. No, it's it's time, time to go some football. <laughs> okay um yeah i guess check us out social yeah. media um and the that's, theme is that, still to hate us so yeah please hate us if you want i, I don't know why you'd hate us this time. yeah we didn't really say anything that mean to anybody yeah um oh we might we might post an episode schedule we've got an idea for an episode schedule so we, we might do. we might have that coming out yeah. so keep an eye out for us yeah um and we'll talk to you all next week about Olivia Rodrigo. Bye.